We're doing it. We're doing it. We, we are, are actually winging just winging it live in Somerville, Massachusetts at the Armory Cafe. Where the fun happens. There are, what would you say, about thousands? I'd say thousands say, of people right here. No, it's 1,200 because there's another section in the back. Ah, uh, yes. We have a 1,200 Hey, how about the balcony the up there? Hey, balcony folks. What's up? Good to see you. Hey. All right. Welcome. Don't fall. Uh, remember, if you have the VIP meet and greet, stay after the show. If you yep. purchase those tickets, thank you for sponsoring it. We also will throw you a drumstick. That's if, true. Uh, if you look super good in the crowd, yeah. so you know. But in all seriousness, this is incredibly awkward. This is. Hey, you haven't we're, done our. You haven't done usually, our, uh, our welcome yet. This is just winging it. Super I'm John weird. Abdullah. I'm Patrick Green, and here we are live, awkward and live. <laughs> awkward and live. The thing is, usually, you know, you, we're, we're, I mean, maybe you've seen pictures of our recording studio in our office. They literally call it the cave, because it's just this pitch black, dark, recording studio, and that's what is it in Superman where he goes and you know he does thinking With things. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't he go in some crystal? place superman's somebody know what this is the fortress no. of thank you micah the fortress, fortress of, of solitude. solitude it's our fortress of solitude where we're able to reflect and share our thrilling lives and with the lights off yeah so this in is pitch blackness this could be terrible because now clothed. no in all honesty it's gonna be awesome because we're both extroverts and basically we live for this yeah. right now so keep giving us we're energy. like charging up we're gonna be like hulk at the end of it hey speaking of caves can yeah. i tell you uh, about a so i want to see the season as everybody knows, trick if you or don't, treat. then you know you better uh, get on that because it is a great time of the year. And our house is becoming a cave because I've it's covered all started. of the windows with spider uh, decals, and there's no light coming into our home anymore. But I'm totally okay with it. Because I just can't it wait to hear awesome. of the prank that your mom pulls on you this year. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, to, or one no, year was ago last today. Year, right? Yeah, and I got I got my reminder this morning, and I threw my phone across the. Bed. For those who haven't heard it, she left a red balloon. You came home, so we came to home your... from a late night movie screening. Yeah. My parents were watching the kids, which was great. They're doing it again. Thank you, mom and dad. I know you're live uh, on this video. Actually, you're in the audience. I can see you on the third balcony. Uh, and so we got home at like twelve thirty at night, and there was a balloon that was attached to the front door. And Micah is, of course, screaming. I'm screaming. We're walking up towards it, and there's a Pennywise head in the window. My mom had sewn, like from like nothing. She had actually created a hand coming out of the door. That's some expert holding a balloon. momming right it there. It was so believable yeah. that I almost died. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I, I appreciate your creativity. Yeah, yeah. You're wonderful. If you do that again, I will never talk to you for the rest of my life. And she got the message. because This is Halloween. So how, how are you doing other than Halloween? Because I know this is your great, season, man. right? This is like your this is my season. spirit season. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's yeah. my spirit sp- holiday. Spirit season. I don't know what my spirit holiday would be. Well, what do you think it would be? <sighs> Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Go. Easter. Yeah, Easter. He was risen <laughs> the resurrection. He the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Is that, would you say that's your season? No. I don't think I have Easter. a season. I think it's stupid that they even have spirit seasons. Well, come up with one. What, <laughs> no, what would no be one has spirit seasons. You, I know up. you love International uh, Bagel Month. That's a big one That's for you. That's pretty good. I do like bagels. Bagel yeah, month. Sesame Bagel. Mm. Good stuff. Sesame. So how's life been? Life's been crazy, but that's what I say every single episode. So it's literally still, every still single the, episode you say that. The same as it always is. But it's yeah. good. Uh, we, uh, we did a, a pretty special event recently can i give you a little a little story but not as special as this event no nothing is as special okay. as this event just check the only way it could be more special is if we just put that thing down turn the lights off and just <laughs> talked to ourselves as we <laughs> always do um no so we we did a we did an aids walk benefit which was uh a really uh memorable 
experience. Can I tell you about it a little bit? Go for it. Well, it's Isn't happening. That what we're so here for? Choice. That's for you true. to tell yeah. me about your life. So we, uh, so in, in memory of uh, Micah's grandmother who passed earlier this year, and also in memory of my grandmother who passed from Alzheimer's when I was a child, we did uh, a little AIDS benefit walk. Uh, there's a couple things you need to know before we get into this. One is the website didn't specify how long it was, so we kind of showed up like it was going to be a marathon. With and we had like it could have been like a like a Ragnar relay race. You had we like had your no tech idea. gear on. You were yeah. ready to go. The camelback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like protein. Pack. I was literally. I mean, we were prepared because we had no idea how long this thing was going to be, and we also had kids with us. And anybody who's done anything with children before knows that you need to kind of be prepared for absolutely. I mean, any, hurricanes, anything, right? Yeah. So we show up, we're kind of overprepared. Part of being overprepared was that we left way too early. We left at like 4.30 in the morning to go from Massachusetts to the Connecticut border uh, in Westerly, Rhode Island. Beautiful place, not knocking on Westerly, but it is far from it sounds terrible. It's a, it's a piece of garbage. Yeah. So we're driving down. We got up early and we didn't have time to really get breakfast, right? So we're kind of like, you know, piecemeal. We got like you were about to go on a marathon. Way. You thought a marathon That's and you true. hadn't eaten well, yet. I don't want to like, you know, eat chicken Alfredo. This is right the difference the between start, you and you know? I. That's I would have already prepared. eaten like three meals by then. You would have just gotten up at 3 a.m. and done warm-ups and stretches. And yeah. been like, I'm ready to go. And Bethany's like, why am I married to this person? She asks herself that every that's day. Just the, that's how she wakes up every day. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's funny because she's here to actually confirm. Is, is that what you say every morning when she you She was nodding up? vigorously yeah, she does. as she, you said she it. Was yeah. like, she wasn't even like doing it for the camera. She was like, God, that's exactly what I asked myself. <laughs> so we didn't have time to get breakfast. So we're kind of this, this thing in the back of our heads the whole time. where We're like, we're going to get there and something's going to happen, right? This is going to be a longer than anticipated thing. The kids are going to be malnourished. There's going to be an emergency. But we're doing this in this sweet memory. It was a meaningful thing. We're going to show up and we're going to do it. So we go, we're walking, the kids are getting pretty hungry, and we see that there's like a little muffin stand. Now, I don't know what you conjure in your head when I say muffin What do you think of when I I'm say muffin stand? I'm thinking of Arrested Development, the banana stand, but instead there's just like a muffin stand, you know. That's exactly with, what it was. Yeah, I mean, because what she else would a muffin stand muffins. be? But it has the muffin guy, the, the Dunkin' Donuts, like old school muffin man. <laughs> the baker? That's who's behind. Yeah, that's who's behind it. He's I think he was in the back. Yeah, I couldn't, he was turned away for copyright reasons, yeah. but I think yeah. that's who was there. There's just this he very nice on. old lady with a bunch of muffins, you know, yeah. uh, on Drury Lane. <laughs> and uh, and so and so of course Jude is like all about this. Jude, for those of you who don't know or haven't listened to the show before, a how did you get here? But also thank B, you for coming. Jude is the is our older child. Five. Henry, he's a six now. That's right. And Henry he's is going to be two, three in like four days. So which is cr- literally in four days from today. We got to get his presents sorted out. Anyway, we should probably deal with that. Yeah. So Henry's very picky right now. Jude is not, Jude will eat anything basically at this point because he's metabolizing. He's growing a lot. So we see this muffin stand and he's like, load me up with muffins, dad. And I'm like, that's a weird way to put it, but you got it, buddy. Henry's like, I don't want any muffins. So I'm loading my pockets like they're saddlebags and I'm yeah. a donkey, which I feel like a lot of the time. I'm wearing Henry like a sombrero because he's like too tired to do anything. So he's just kind of like on my head kind of like this. Like with his like arms going like this. yeah 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 and Jude who's to does he ever credit, do the whip back thing because that's fucking oh he scary. loves doing that yeah yeah you know you guys know what we're talking about when they kind of go like no warning they just whip back as yeah. far as they can while you're piggyback riding them it's like, not really I'll piggyback is it is that is that called a piggyback isn't piggyback so. where they're just like on your back with their arms around you yeah I guess this is on the shoulders right? yeah what's it's that called over, just a shoulder holder all right <laughs> I think I just invented a word. We'll call it a shoulder holder. Trademark Patrick Green. Yeah, so Henry was a shoulder holder in kind of a hat for this thing. We're walking around. He's getting hungry. 
but we don't have food. We're going further down this uh, route, still with no indication of how long it is. So long story short, 724 miles later, we finally get to the finish line. <laughs> the kids are starving, except for Jude, who has been eating muffins this entire time. But he has a little bit left, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Those look really good. Let me just like take a bite, okay? Yeah. I'm fixating on the muffins. You'll see why. So we're like, okay. I don't even, this, I'm scared for where this is going to go. This really, yeah, me too. We had this really meaningful beautiful Saturday morning interaction with family. It was very heartfelt. It was very real. Yeah. We decide what better way to commemorate this than to go out to eat. So we found this great place. It was kind of famous in the area. Uh, I don't know if it was famous. It was just like the first place on Yelp. So that's famous. This right? is after the muffin stand. You found After the place. muffin stand. We were still famous except for Jude who was like bloated and had too many muffins by this point. Um, we drive to this place. We think there's no way we're going to get a table. There were hundreds of people and I'm actually not exaggerating this time. There were like hundreds of people in this place, but we got a table. Everything was coming into, into place. Family friends had just randomly shown up. So wow. we're like, this is a, we're having this whole like deck basically of just like people that are related to us that are happy to be there. And in this, were they all just together. sort of golf or slow clapping? They're all you? slow yeah. clapping and crying. Yeah. Uh, Jude looks at me as we're showing up and he goes, and I don't feel good. And it was one of those things like, I, so you hear that as a parent 3,000 times a day, right? Like, I don't feel good. But there's a difference between, yeah. and I don't feel good, Dad, right? That's true. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to find a bathroom. And I start kind of, I kind of pick him up and he's like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, okay, we're going, okay. And I'm wading through an ocean of hundreds, and I'm not joking, Micah can confirm, hundreds of people. She's nodding. Thousands right. of millions of people. I'm yeah. running through. Yeah. I'm holding him. And he's You've like. You've got like your tackle, you know. Yeah, I was literally. I mean, I, linebacker I was stance. And he was like, he was like, dad, your form is great. You should go back to playing football like you did 300 years ago. But like, honestly, I'm about to vomit. So I'm like running through this crowd of people. And then I see what looks like it has to be a bathroom. Yeah. But like anybody else who's ever been in a restaurant, which you have. Congratulations. You're in a restaurant. So That's true. will be able to attest. It's always the kitchen. That's right, yeah. What is up with that? Actually, to be fair, that's never happened to me. Okay, well, maybe you're just better than I am. The kitchen always has like a see-through window or something that you know is a kitchen. But go on, keep going. I I don't want to ruin your story. Keep going. Honestly, I hadn't considered that, so uh, I should reevaluate my You literally saw like a chef's hat coming out the door, and you're like, that must be the bathroom. That's where I'm going to go pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry, chef. Um... So, so anyway, I go to the kitchen first. That, that meant that I had lost that window of 10 seconds of potential. And that's it, everything. That every was second the 10 seconds that, that were moment. before the chaos started to happen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we have to turn. And he goes, I just hear, it's happening. And I'm like, what's happening? And then I just hear, yeah! and I'm holding him to my chest like it's a nuclear football. And, and I have, and I can feel just wet. Oh, like man. This. And there's people at the bar who are turning. And they're like seeing me go by. What is that sound? And, yeah, they're like, what is happening? And I'm like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm like, so I'm like running with him. Oh my like, God. Please tell me I'm not going to go back to the kitchen because apparently that's where you go pee. I find the bathroom, which was a big deal. It's of course locked. I'm like, oh my God, the bathroom is locked. And then What's the like, password? Yeah, somebody help. That's, there's like this like woman who comes out of the, the women's room, which these, these bathrooms to this place's credit were immaculate. They were so. They could have been in better homes and gardens. It was a beautiful bathroom. This was like a Four Seasons hotel. You it was were a at, Four right? Seasons yeah. hotel with vomit all over it. She comes out and she's like, "Hello, dear," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I just burst through the door, and I and Jude is just splattering like it's a crime scene on the wall, and I'm like, "Jude, are you okay?" He's like, so I like kind of like throw him on the toilet. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is too this is too intense. I, I think when back. they're throwing up, you're supposed to like direct them into the toilet, not throw no, them. No, I on. threw him on top. All right. well, so to be fair, okay. By yeah. this point, by the time he was on the toilet, he was done. He was done with the barf, but he was like, I think I'm gonna poop. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> I was like, Jude, stop doing this. This poor kid. 
So I throw him down you know, on the toilet, and then he's like, oh, I'm all done, right? He's like laughing, giddy. And he's like, dad. And then I look at myself in the mirror, and I am just, I, I can't even tell what clothes I'm wearing. It's like, I don't know if anybody saw Chernobyl, the miniseries. It was terrific. <laughs> I, I am in that miniseries at this point, covered in something. Yeah. Uh, we'll say it was graphite on the floor, which don't touch if you find it. Um, and I was, uh, it, it was just an absolute emergency. So I'm trying to like wipe myself down enough to be able to help him from like falling in the toilet because he's still like weakened by this, you know. Yeah. I'm looking at him, he's pale, he's getting sick again. I'm like, dude, please give me two seconds. I'm trying to get my hand dry so that I could like get my phone out. I get my phone out, I start typing into it, and then I'm like, I'm just gonna call Micah. So I put her on speakerphone, and literally all she hears is, You need to get in here right now. You need to get in here right now. And then I just, I just hung up. She walks in and like knocks on the door. She comes in and it looks like somebody has been murdered, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. blood was vomit, which is a weird <laughs> image. That is weird. Um, and we had no clothes to change into. And this brings me back to something that I think was one of the first pieces of advice that I ever got from anybody about being a parent. Didn't you start this story by saying you were like preparing with a saddleback? Yeah, yeah. We were in a very long road You've been race. Fact it was very checked. slow. All right. You know, we went through a lot of clothes on this thing, okay? Yeah. All right, fine. So uh, we saying. had to get we had to get a shirt for me to wear because my clothes were totally ruined and cuz yeah. Jude, you know, he just barfed at me. So he can do whatever he wants and I'm not going to get him changed. <laughs> Um, but he was cleaner than I was, but still. Uh, so, so the family friends ended up having an extra T-shirt from the Alzheimer's Foundation fundraiser. They come in. It's like an adult extra, extra large. I'm like, that's fine. And then I realized that like, Jude does need another shirt. Yeah. So he puts on this thing. He looks like a wizard, you know, with like the <laughs> sleeves coming out. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to wear a sweatshirt. So I found this old like zip-up sweatshirt, and I went the rest of the day with the sweatshirt. The moral of the story yeah. is... I don't know if anybody remembered, there's a Chekhov's muffin in this, which is that I helped him finish the muffins uh, during the race. So we get back in the car to go home. We're exhausted. We've been through something so terrible. I think you sent me a picture at that point. I did send you a picture shirtless. You're welcome. Yeah. But, but he, didn't say, he didn't tell me anything about it. He just said, I've got a great story for the show. And it was just a picture of him and Jude without shirts Both on. Shirtless and for all car. I knew, you weren't wearing anything. I mean, that's, that's all true. I saw. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, nobody knows. And the lighting tell. was spectacular. I mean, it was shot. bouncing off your hair. It was almost as good as this I thought you might have green screened it. I might have. Yeah. So we get back in the car and we're driving home. And I'm like, Micah, Micah I don't feel so good. Because I had had the muffin, oh, too, right? No. So we're driving. Meanwhile, I'm, like, essentially this naked. This muffin woman. I've got a cold sweat. This muffin lady was an assassin, <laughs> is my point. And we drove for two hours with me going... <laughs> and you were driving? And I was driving, That's yeah. better, though, because if you're the passenger and you, you have, have to, to puke, you will right? puke. Exactly, yeah. right. But I was like, I have to hold it together so the family doesn't die. That's right. Which is good motivation. To be fair, that's a good motivation. That, that's good. That's and like our life, back, pretty much, yeah. And I survived, and I felt like I had been through an actual war zone. <laughs> But I survived, so that's my... Uh, and my here we are to tell the story. Yeah. Cheers. How have you been? That's good. I've been way better than you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty much dancing on clouds right now. That's typical. Is that even a thing? Yeah. Dancing on sunshine? I don't what? know. I feel like there's a better... Walking on sunshine. Walking that's on the, dancing. Do you yeah. remember that? Of course I remember that. It's right. a classic. So, first of all, I have to say, we haven't actually checked in in a while about Grace. Yeah, how but is she? But school, she's gone from... It was six weeks of me basically bringing her to prison for a 12-year sentence every single morning, just miserable. With the chains. With the chains. Jumpsuit. And I'm trying to like prep her in a way that I imagine you would prep someone who's going to prison for 12 years. You read her her Miranda rights. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we play music. She has her last meal that morning. <laughs> and then we go. Every morning, she's walking down the halls, you know, just does not want it. She's already crying by the time we get to the door. I'm punching in because, you know, they have to close the prison right. with the like, yeah, mm-hmm. door. Yeah. She's like singing songs. 
And so it was six weeks of that. We talked about this a little bit, right? And, you know, trying six to... Six weeks, yeah. Yeah. And then it's all better now. It is. She just like... Now we walk down the hall and she's like the kid like, hey, Jim, how's your how's your mom doing? You know, she's like talking to all the kids there. Bob, how's the wife? She's like fist bumping the teachers. I mean, she owns the place already. Does she actually fist bump the teachers? No, that's never happened. That'd be amazing. You but she's very happy that. there, and which means I'm very happy because I don't have to every single morning that started your day. You know, yeah. like I started with that energy of someone going to prison on me. And this is about us as parents, you know, like they'll deal. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very, uh, what's the word? Malleable? Yeah, sure. That's not actually. Resilient, thank you. Resilient. This is why Bethany should be there all the time. Yeah, she did. She knows what I'm trying to say. You usually know what I say. I do, yeah, but I was was distracted by my chair. But I'm not resilient, and that was starting to break me six weeks of that. Well, that's that's a long so time now, to be resilient for. I think, right? That's a that's, lot. Of, it's a that's pretty a pretty long of, time. Yeah, that's a lot of trials and tribulations. So Grace is fantastic now. Good. Um, I Luke is great. He's like two, he's he's in that fun age where everything he does is the most adorable thing you've ever seen. He's a cute kid. Too. He walks around the house with uh, shoes, Grace's shoes usually, and they're like these sparkly ruby slippers and all this other stuff, which is awesome. Fabulous. Except I've just been watching Mind Hunter, and all that's going on in my head now is. This kid's going to turn into a serial killer. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm trying to be a feminist dad. We've talked about BTK, this before. Like that when, when yeah, I don't think it's BTK. Somebody here will know the name of the killer in that that was obsessed with shoes. Kemper? I don't Edmund think it was Kemper, Kemper but that guy was amazing. Yeah, he was I think amazing. it wasn't Kemper, though. Yeah. We have a Mindhunter podcast coming. Now. This is That's a, true. This is a sequel. Yeah, this is a show. good start. We don't even yeah. know anybody's name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The shoe guy, you know. Yeah. So, But he, he's fantastic. Um, and, you know, I feel like... This is a good example of this show helping me be a better person. We've, we've talked about better neighboring, right? Being good neighbors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like, you know, I had another awkward moment where I went out of my way to be a good neighbor to somebody, right? Because that's what we've talked about on this show. Like, taking the moment where you otherwise would just go, you know, the, little, the quick, like, wave. Or do the... <sighs> yeah, or the, or the whisper, right? I told you the time I, w- I literally waved to the dog that was sitting next door to me because you I did. just I thought it was a neighbor. Like I, right. it's just the default mode, you know. Right. So this time I pass a guy who's a neighbor who we actually just happened to. He posted on like our free group, uh, you know, some clothes for kids, and uh, so we picked up the clothes. We never actually interacted with him because he just left it on his curb. So this was a couple days later, and there was some awesome stuff in there. Luke has some like Spider-Man pajamas. Yeah. And, yeah, good stuff. And so I'm passing a couple days later, and I see, and I've never met him before, so I see him walking up with his little child, you know, getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. And I pass, and I had just picked up our kids. And so oh, I was, this is on the way home? On the way home, the thank walk. you. Yeah. Yes. Actually, it wasn't a walk. It was a car ride. Okay. Uh, Same thing. Because they're at different schools now, and just a pain ass. So, oh, so, so you've lost that time. Yeah. I know. I lost the walking time. We'll unpack that. Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. So, so I'm driving past, and I go past the guy, and I'm thinking in my head, I, I want to be a better neighbor, right? Like, yeah. this is what we just talked about. So I, I pulled off of onto my street. I stopped the car. The kids are like, what the hell, Dad? We wanted to go home now and play. And I turn around, and I go and I go back to the neighbor's house. You know, I'm, like, screeching the car to stop, right. so it's already a little awkward. You're like, Daddy's being mindful! And then I pulled the car over. Like, I wanted to quickly get to him before he walked into his house. Right, right. So I pull the car over, you know, and I'm blocking, like, the whole street. It's just a bad scene. And, and, and then I, I couldn't actually, he was walking up his stairs and he wouldn't be able to hear me. So I opened my door and I start to get out and I start to like, you know, walk to the guy a little bit. Right. And the kids are in the car or whatever. And, and, and he just like looks back, like kind of like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, 
I'm your neighbor. Hi. You, you gave me clothes. <laughs> and, he's, and, and he has a British accent. He probably just came home from a long day of like running a company or something. Right. You know? we'll, say it was, we'll say it was carriage driving in old London. That, exactly. And uh, he's like, oh, oh, yes, hello. Yeah. He didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And I was like, I have a two-year-old. Clothes. You just gave me clothes. Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm just like blurbing out whatever because it's awkward. Like, I don't know what I'm saying to this guy. I just also, wanted to... there's a car running with children in it. That's true. Yeah. Street, well, and know? then and then I was and then I didn't want to actually like I wanted to make it easier by saying I had kids back there so that, you know, because <laughs> if you just have a stranger stop by and talk to you, awkward. But if there are kids there, it's like, all right, he's probably like he has kids. They could have been abducted, but that's that's, well, that's okay, true. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, the kid, my two-year-old's in the car who has the clothes. He's anyway, in your underwear. The short version is it was just an awful experience. He's probably never going to talk to me now. But did so. you connect with him ultimately? No, not in that moment. He was just like, oh, did yes. He just th- go back thank you. House? Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, he just like walked up it's to like, his. Cheers. I mean, he was already like up to his house with his kid after going to work. You I know mean, he locked that door so hard. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if like, his little if, like, son. It just, if just yeah, shots yeah. and then you hear like. His son's like, daddy, what's up? What's wrong? He's like, that never happened. <laughs> Don't tell Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still goes back. No. So anyway, I'm doing fine. That's that's the moral of the story. You know, I had a, a turkey uh, thing to talk about. I opened this morning. I was thinking about turkeys yeah. because I opened. <laughs> I was getting ready for the show in our bathroom. You know, it takes me like an hour with the makeup and everything. You know, blow dry. I mean, people are gonna see us, so I wanted to True. look good. And I opened the the window shade, and the fucking turkey is up on the hill no! in my window. They're yes, back. they were like peeking into the window. Sh- what is up with them? I shirt you not. They are people. We're trying to get better about the words, you know. Uh, it literally was right there, on, and it had climbed up the rocks because you know, the, like the layout of my house. Like they would have had to actually. So how do they do climb that? Climb up on. rocks. Have you ever seen a turkey doing that? No. Because they can fly, but when they fly, it's like an event. But has anyone right? actually? Actually, there was one time where it flew and went right in front of my car. I thought yeah, they it was fly, hot. but they're like. <laughs> yeah, but you share share your story. Like, how is, well, how is it going to get up on top of a rock? It would have to climb that, right? I, when they cl- has anybody seen a turkey actually climb a tree, or have you only seen turkeys inside, not inside, on top of trees before? This is an, this is an actual question. Yes, they fly over into the trees. Into the into trees. The trees. I told you about my neighbor who they actually he was at a friend's house and a couple of turkeys. This is serious. Yeah. Flew into the window, crashed through a window, and into their living room. Can you imagine That's that? That's one of my favorite just stories like, you've told. <laughs> just, just the just sheer weirdness of that TV, moment. TV, like, chatting, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, a goddamn turkey <laughs> breaks through the window. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And then they had to get him out again. That, that to me, is, yeah. the, is the best part of that. Is like, then you have to get these, like, giant Well, to be fair, they were just talking about what they were going to do for dinner, and then it was like, boom. <laughs> right, you know? like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They presented themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Always trust magic. Uh, no, but so I had a conversation story? this morning with somebody. They were mentioning that they used to have like a lot of poultry for some reason. Poultry, not poultry. 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 Pol- poultry. Go for it. Poultry. Uh, and they used to have like ducks. They used to have geese. And I was like, did you ever have turkeys? And he was like, oh, we had turkeys. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to like have turkeys and the turkeys became sort of domesticated, actually. Really? And ended up bringing more turkeys to like their farm. Yeah, and they ended up with like a flock of. I mean, there weren't. Did like they their train pets. them to like do useful things? What do you think? No. What, what could a turkey do that was useful? Uh, leave or be <laughs> eaten? I think that's what they could do that would be useful. That's fair. I was like, did you ever find it threatening? And he was like, yeah, it was weird. And I was like, yeah. well, what about like when they would like look at you? Did you sense primordial like intelligence? And he was like, no. I was just like, these turkeys are bigger than I thought they were. They're terrifying. They're huge and they're heavy. Yeah, that's the weird thing. They're heavy. They're really heavy. 
Anyway, chickens can fly. That's something I learned this morning from him too. I had no idea chickens could fly. He was like, "Yeah, of course they can fly." You're kidding, right? You knew they could fly. I didn't know chickens could fly. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've never seen a chicken fly. All right. I've seen them flap their dumb wings before. I've never seen them fly. Yeah, but how did you think they got into that living room? Uh, no, a chicken. Oh, chicken. No, I know turkeys. This is usually I'm always half listening to you. Me too. Yeah. Anyway, that's my turkey turkey My turkey. So I think we should segue. Well, I got you ready a to? challenge. You have a challenge? For the we audience. haven't done a segment in so long. Is this a ass talking? Oh, of course it's an ass. This is an ass talk. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, yeah, you explain the segment. Yeah, so there was a time, you know, maybe about 300 years ago when yeah. we were like, you know what? All these other podcasts that have more than six listeners, they have segments, right? So we should do segments. We should try having segments. Yeah. So, so we had like a work session on this. We like mapped it out. John got That's his true. scrum notebook out. He's yeah. like, let's do I actual management principles. It makes me look smarter, yeah. You love that thing. It's like applied design thinking. Um, and we like had this whole like thing, you know, ready to go. And then we decided that uh, we're not organized enough in real time to really do it. So then it became like if one of us had an idea for one during yeah. the day, we would like make it a segment. And the problem was that we forgot after doing it literally twice to ever do it again. But we had just imagining it. We had something else. That's talking. And then uh, what was the other one? I think it was just well, turkey, oh, turkey. Was a, wow, We got two segments today already. Look that at was that. good, yeah. Well, here's an ass talking for you. Go okay? for it. So for those of you who don't know the yeah. format, this is based on, uh, well, it's not based on anything. The idea is that because <laughs> sometimes story of it Patrick can be Green. hard to tell fact from fiction when I'm talking because I don't know what's real and what's not. <laughs> this is just constantly ass talking for those who know Patrick. Yes, it's at least 90% of the time. It comes yeah. from what my mom used to say about me and my dad, which is that we were always like ass talking. She'd be like, oh, you're just ass talking. <laughs> I don't know why she would use that tone of voice, but she would. Um, and so we decided to like try a challenge. So there were a few you know, weeks in a row where I would come up with a story or I would find a story and then I would say it on the air in real time and John would have to determine if it was real or if it was ass talking. So we want to get you guys in on this today. This is going to okay? be an interactive feature. This right is the first now. time we've ever done this. First time ever. It's ever been done in the world. This is the first time we're this about to set a Guinness history. Book World Record. Actually, we might be doing that. Is that still a book? Who f- of course it's a book. All right, all right. Go it's ahead. a great book. So, all right, so I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you a story. And at the end, I want to see a, a show of hands about whether or not uh, it's, it's, it's real. Okay? Yeah. Good? Let's do it. In the early Ass-talking. 1900s... Oh! You hang on to Go that. Go ahead. Early 1900s. So you flapping them I'm wings just trying to shake, I'm trying to get you a little, you know, off... <laughs> Yeah, so I can really detect. Throw me off my game. Yeah, it's like what interrogators do, right? Ready? In the early 1900s in New York... I think it's upstate. I don't know. But in New York, there was a Victorian theater that showed, we'll say plays. I don't think it was movies yet. It was like the early, like 1907 this was happening. And there was a woman in this town named Sober Sue who was impossible to crack in terms of making her laugh. So she ended up becoming a fixture at this theater. It was like local legend that nobody could make her crack a smile. Nobody could make her laugh about anything. And so they would invite her to come to you know, pre- theatrical presentations like Just Winging It Live. Clearly, yeah. And at intermission, she would you know, be just sort of standing there under a spotlight. And then comedians, vaudeville acts, local jerks, people from the community would come. <laughs> jesters. Ticklers. Yeah. Jesters. Court those jesters. Hats, I mean, how can you not laugh? I love yeah. those. Uh, they would come and try to basically make her laugh live on stage. And it became a big thing. And people started going to the theater just to see Sober Sue. and Sober Sue. Would, sober, sober Sue. And see if they could make her laugh. She went to her grave, never cracking, and became a legend in early 20th century New York theater. 
Let's see a show of hands, okay? So, so, so who thinks it's... Why don't we do an applause for which one? Because then, you know, we'll be able to hear it. Yeah, I know. It's okay. good. Okay. okay. okay so, first, for those of you who believe that story, let's hear it. Applause. <laughs> All right. And those of you who think Patrick is ass-talking right now. Wow. All right. I think that was pretty clearly, uh, they believe you. And I got to say, the, but the, you know what? The real, the believers did not have a rattle going, so that adds a little bit. That's true. That was a true I think you, story. You didn't let me weigh in, but okay, fine. <laughs> what would you have said? Well, now I don't know. I was going to say true because there was something about that. Like, if you were telling a fake story, you yeah. would have made it sound a little more real. You know what I mean? That was too ridiculous. So it, it needs to be embellished more to be... Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, there's and a, you there's were, a moral. you were not certain about some of those details in a way that I think made it real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So now yeah. you're going to be a better ass talker. Now I'm going to be. Now I'm going to be. <laughs> so there. So the the story behind what actually happened is that she no. uh, she had facial paralysis, but like that was never. That's terrible. Discussed. Why did you and just she tell was that story? Exploited by these theater directors who were basically having it as an excuse to get all of like the popular comedians of the day to do a free act to try to. Crack Why her did that stage. even take off? That's not even interesting. That somebody it's doesn't depressing. laugh. I know. It's freaking like 1906. Who's laughing? They're yeah, just playing plinky piano keys and getting weird stuff, you know? <laughs> anyway. Pre, pre-roaring 20s. Pre, yeah, there were no roars going on yet. So I think we're ready to do our actual, the meat of the subject, the meat of the show, what you're all here for, really, to hear some wisdom, right? For us to drop some wisdom. You think it's we're not, ready for it? It's not going to happen. But. It's not going to happen. So the, the topic of this one is, what the fudge am I doing? And uh, you actually thought of this, so I want you to set us up, because I hope you've thought about this somewhat, unlike most of our shows. I thought a little bit about it. Yeah? So, you know, there's a lot of layers of what the fork am I doing going on today, right? Yeah. One of them is, why are we on stage doing a live podcast? There's like that kind of very simple thing, like that it's crazy that we started this thing, you know, a year and a half ago, and we've kept up with it almost every single week to the point where now we're doing like a live event. So there's kind of that lens. The pinnacle of our lives, yeah. The pin- this is the greatest moment ever. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. There's also just like those moments where you take a step back and you look in the mirror and you go like, oh my God, I am like that adult that I used to think was this like old, well, I am old, but like, but <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you see adults and you think like, man, they just like, I'll never get like that someday. That's crazy. Like we are those people now. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, right? like when I was driving, because for some reason driving in, in particular, I guess my dad drove a lot. I mean, he literally was a driver. So bus, a school, school bus, bus driver. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about how in that moment, Grace is in the back watching me and I'm the old, like smelly dad who's driving. Super That's smelly. me. I've become that person now. You know, like, don't you remember just watching your parents like quirks and all the like, it's just, there's this feeling like that I hadn't felt myself as that person because you know we tend to think of ourselves as kind of hip, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like the f- adventure dad. Yeah, I'm pretty hip, doing all this crazy stuff. No, I'm a super and old I'm like dad you know techie or something. I don't know. You're, you're a scrum manager. I'm a scrum master. You're a great mulcher too. <laughs> you're a damn good mulcher. I'm a damn. Give me that at least. I will. Yeah, I will. I'm a damn good mulcher. No, but it's true. We become those people that we saw as kids and thought like, yeah. that's because the reality it's is the, the world. The world works like on the shoulders of people like us, like people who are all of a sudden we are carrying the in, world. We're carrying the world like Atlas. Like we we are all of a sudden the people who are responsible for raising kids. We're responsible for like making the economy not fall apart. We're responsible for like holding our elected officials accountable. We're responsible for all of these things that. Up until you kind of realize it, you forget aren't just autonomic aspects of 
living an active life. Like these things have to happen and it's kind of up to us. And the most wow. visible part of it. I can just feel the weight on my shoulders increase as you say. <laughs> it's like, I don't know <laughs> about you. It's up to you, Abdullah. Yeah, maybe I think about some of those things. But, <laughs> but the geez. most visible parts of it are, of course, our kids. And so because yeah. this is like sort of a parenting podcast, although most of our audience is not parents, by the way, a listener survey confirms that. I think that. it's about a, about a half. Maybe, no? at, maybe about half, yeah. yeah. Well, Isn't it great to not be with our kids right now? Yeah. I don't know where they are, but it's great. I mean, honestly, we just wanted to do the live event to have an excuse to get babysitters. <laughs> just like, please. Yeah. Uh, but um, in, in raising our children, we're kind of constantly coming up against this idea of, like, what, what is it to be a parent and, like, what is it to inculcate in our kids these values and what are... And, and to do that, you have to kind of take a step back and think, like, what are the values that I want to impart into the world more than I found it, you know? There's a great um, <clears throat> quote that I heard recently where uh, there was a fa- I was I sang at a memorial service a couple weeks ago, and uh, this family who was, um, you know, celebrating this, this woman's passing was saying she had a family motto that she lived by, and it was always leave the campsite better than you found it. Mm. And I thought, like, what a nice, simple, eternally accurate idea is that, right? Yeah. So, like, are we doing that in our lives? And that's where this idea of, like, what the flip am I doing came from is like, am I actually doing what I want to be doing as a parent, as an active citizen, as a participant in this crazy world, sitting up here on stage doing a live podcast episode, which is still super crazy to think about. That's pretty crazy to think about. I'd rather not. I feel like there's an aspect of this too. Even when you just said that, where you hear of other parents, you know, like the idea that they have a family motto immediately in my brain, I'm like, Oh, I should have a family motto. Like, What's your family motto? I don't think about a family motto. I don't f- always trust magic. I'll just steal somebody yeah, else's. It's good, but it's not mine. Well, she's dead. Although the campsite thing isn't hers either, to be fair. Yeah, right. People say that, I mean, right? it's literally just something that you find at campsites, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She just heard, like, a camp counselor say it to her once, and then it's like... Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Sorry, she's dead. All right, that was mean. So, <laughs> the, there's an aspect of this, though, where I think that, just like we had an episode about uh, judging other parents, right? Like, we all do this, right? We're always just, like, kind of rating ourselves compared to what other what we see other parents do and like you know it it could be negative but there's just it's human behavior you judge other people you think about am i living a good life are they doing better or worse than me and uh and then there's a flip side of that where you are feeling your own inadequacy which is something we've talked about before because we're both inadequate Mm -hmm. and you see other people have family mottos or plan these adventures like you do and i'm like oh i should be doing that you know and 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 like there's an aspect of that that is hard but there's also that's ultimately what challenges us, I think, to be, to be better people, right? Because just like our kids, you know, now that they're in school, it's crazy how immediately I've seen Grace um, pick up new things. She, she's running around the house saying, what the heck, all the time, mm. which is I've never heard her say before. But, like, she, you know, they, they model each other and all that. But adults, of course, are still doing this, right? And I have an example of this that came up for me recently where it kind of challenged, like, you know, some of my own values, I guess, a little bit. Where uh, So I met... Uh, a friend, Finn, who happens to be here and love Tool. Tool fan. Big Tool fan. Spiral out. So we met at a farmer's market because that's where hipsters meet, hipster parents meet now, yes. right? Farmer's market. Yes. And we're so, so, you know, we were both hanging out, listening to music, uh, buying f- local fresh vegetables because we're hipsters. Artisanal pickles. Artisanal pickles. Honey. You just call me honey? Yes. <laughs> and so we were talking, I don't even, so he had got there and I, I'm watching his son, Calvin, who's also here. Woo, Calvin, he can't Woo! hear us. Headphones on, thankfully, so he can't hear us swear. Yeah, he's like, so, I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so he's riding around on his bike and I'm telling you, he's like evil Knievel on that thing. I'm watching him like go over ramps and just like break right before other kids, you know, doing all these tricks. 
Um, meanwhile, Grace, you know, she can barely, I mean, she's, we, we bought our bike, like you saw the Stormtrooper bike. Yeah, 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 it's a nice bike. Right. So immediately I'm like, oh, Grace, Grace should learn how to ride a bike better, right? And then, uh, and then he says, oh yeah, we, you know, we ride everywhere. We, we, uh, he, we actually go to school every morning. We, he rides his bike and I ride mine. And that's how they get to school every morning. And I'm a dad who's like thinking about the environment. I drive a Subaru, you know, I drive a Forester. It's got 34 miles per gallon, right? I'm pretty good, mm-hmm. but I'm not good. Because I should be immediately, my brain, this is what happens when we're talking to other parents. We're like, oh man, I wish I was, I should start walking more. Like I should start doing that stuff. Right? Do you have that? Of course I have that. Oh yeah. And then, so if I, you know where I live, right? You've seen the hills where I live. You live in a mountain. If I brought Grace to school, if I walked her to school every day, we would leave at 4 a.m. Right. And there would be a Lord of the Rings journey to Mordor to get to school. (laughs) Like we'd be climbing mountains, going through the mines, fighting off dwarfs. (laughs) I don't think, I mean... Classic, classic. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I should do that, right? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm half joking here, but the other thing is that's going on in the back of my head is that we're kind of destroying the planet for our kids, right? That's, that's, a, that's, a, pretty I mean, we big, could, that's a pretty big what the flick am I doing? We could, we could blame the baby boomers for most of that, though, that's I think. Let's let Which, them deal with it. We'll, we'll deal with that. Thanks, baby boomers. Thanks, baby boomers. There's a lot of those here tonight, so... So, anyway, my, the point of my story is that I think... You know, as we meet other parents and like talk, you know, we do the judge thing, but there's also this challenge to each other to like help each other be better people, right? I mean, I'm not yeah. going to bring Grace. So I'm not going to walk her to school every day, but but I might walk there's, a little too more. Many, there's too many uh, ring rates to do that. Because like at the end of the day, everything we know about parenting is just from other people that we watch, including our own parents. And oftentimes that's because things we don't want to do, right? At least for me. Sorry, mom, dad. Uh, I love you. Um, but, you know, you just want to do things a little different, and then you watch other parents and what they're doing. You read books. You do all this other stuff. And at the end of the day, you are just winging it. You're figuring out how to do this in a way that, granted, other people have done it, but it's all new for you, right? There's no guide, really, to do it. I mean, there's a million of them, but they're all crap because the second you actually have kids, you realize that, that there's – you can – I guess here, here's, here's a way to look at it yeah. to me, Okay. When you get jealous of, you know, Calvin riding his bike like Evil Knievel, which is very impressive. Yeah, he's good. Um, it's amazing. Uh, you I think see, it's, after it's, the show, you got to watch. I there's going to be a live bike demonstration yeah. in the back with the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, here's the thing. Is it's a good opportunity to gather data on what other people are doing and to take it in and to evaluate whether or not it fits into your own life, realizing that you're only seeing the tip of an iceberg of a parenting experience for them. And that's something that I have found has helped me a lot because I have those feelings all the time of like, oh man, like these kids are freaking vegan and like they're incredibly well adjusted and I can't even get my kids to eat like cereal that looks like a vegetable. It's right. I mean, that's a huge thing for us right now that we're dealing with is getting our kids. I mean, what Henry cereal just looks pooped like for the first time in three days. I don't is know. There a vegetable it's, it's a cereal? dumb cereal. Be, that's a good idea. That's a good, that's actually a it's good a idea. terrible idea. Yeah, well, it's we'll, the we'll worst it. idea. It's just swing at the cereal where the fun happens. There's this real like uh, reality that like we are constantly kind of getting um, a, a view into other people's parenting experience and we can choose to be either like paralyzed with jealousy out of it, which I think happens to all of us sometimes, and it's kind of okay to be honest about it. <laughs> paralyzed that. is pretty strong. <laughs> not paralyzed. Yeah, like sent to the hospital. No, but there are times where I'm like, man, I am a bad parent. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's a real What were you doing in that sometimes. moment when you last thought that? Uh, throwing Jude a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see if you can spin on it. He's like, Dad! Too much adventure. Yeah. No, like, there, but the, well, so there's a good example. Okay, so, so, here, so here we go. Okay, this is, I'm going to make something cohesive out of this. <clears throat> Please do. So when you get all this data in and you feel that way, yeah. uh, you're data. only seeing... Machine learning. Machine learning algorithm. You're only seeing one aspect of that person's life of how their parenting is, right? And yeah. likewise, when we're doing things that impress other people or that other people are curious about, it's only one element of our parenting experience. And you have to take a man, minute and think about 
what you lose in doing whatever you're doing that other people are impressed with, right? Because that's will show you that there's always a balance to what you're actually seeing other parents do. So for me, for example, when you've said in the past that like, you know, how do you like put the time into doing all this like adventuring stuff? Like how do you guys like put the effort into it? I'm always so tired. I'm such a loser. I hate myself. <laughs> I'm like this is off the mic the usually. Yeah, yeah, it's just John yeah, crying yeah, yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Crying. Um, the this reality is every, is before is every like, episode, we have to go through this show. You know, it's a self help. Crying, bawling. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm like, you got to pick yourself up, man. You lived through Slap cancer. Me in the cheek, yeah. you know. Listen, soldier. <laughs> um, the reality is that the flip side of that is that I feel super guilty because our kids are really tired a lot of the time. Yeah. Right. And that's something that I am kind of in control of because I have too much that I want to do with them. You're working them too hard. And I'm, it, it's not work because it's play, but in a way it's sort of the work of childhood is having these experiences, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, that's a great example for me to take a step back and think, whoa, other people don't do this all the time. There must be a reason for it. Mm. And sometimes that reason is allowing room for childhood to kind of happen on its own, which is a really valuable thing yeah. and a lot less showy and a lot less kind of you know fun to make jokes about. But it's important. And so something that I have taken from talking about it with you is that I need to be careful when we are being too active and doing too much stuff to remember that there's a lot of great passive growth that can happen when you allow it when you allow kids to just basically be themselves and not be going a million places at once. So you're basically saying Watching me makes you feel like you should be a lamer dad. <laughs> yeah, is what you're right. saying. Yeah, I like, should do less. Man, stuff. I should be a loser too. That'd like you're you're taking it up here, and you're like other parents are just doing over here. Why am I going all the way? Up yeah, what am I wasting this time? Yeah, yeah. But that's that's, that's kind of right? what we're doing too, for sure. Because like, think about the way that we everything we do about parenting is coming from everything we've ever learned or what we see. Um, but even in different cultures, it's very different, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of parenting, even in a very sort of individualized way, rather than like a community parenting. Um, I, I don't know anything more than that really, but, uh, that but if like I looked, you, it sounded like you did, but if I looked into it, maybe I would, maybe there would be some interesting things there to incorporate into my own parenting that are not part of our, you know, parenting culture in this country, right. but I probably won't look into it <laughs> you to won't. be fair. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll bookmark it. Yeah. So w- what else, when you think of what the F am I doing? What the fizzle sticks am I doing? What the fizzle, what the fiddle sticks. What else, what do you think of in terms of like, th- there's an aspect of this where, you're still a young person figuring out your own sort of life, you in particular. <laughs> yeah, been very early on <laughs> in the stage of figuring it out. And there's an aspect of it in terms of parenting. There's also like, who, who are you? You know, like what, what happens to your own identity? Are you feel, like, how are you feeling that's transitioned over the last year? Particularly when we've started talking and I've dropped a lot of wisdom that I think would help you grow. Yeah, like how have I grown spiritually as from a result? From my wisdom, yeah. Thank you very much, Bhagwan. Yeah. Uh, that's a great documentary, by the way. So I, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, Wild Country. Oh, yes. I, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. The Wild yeah. Country podcast is coming next, actually. That's after this. That's good. Uh, that's a really good point. And I want to actually put context to my response, which is that on the way here, we passed our old house, our old apartment in oh, Somerville. Wow. Um, and Micah was saying uh, more eloquently than I'll say right now how she kind of thinks back to her concerns at that point in our lives and how different they were, even though it's not that long ago. It's like six yeah. or seven years ago how the things that were stressing us out back then and the things that were occupying so much of our mental real estate are so fundamentally different from the things that we think about now and the stresses that we have now. And I was kind of looking around and realizing I'm really not that person anymore. Like, I'm yeah. really not who I was six years ago. And, uh, and I'm a better person than I was six years ago. And I feel like that's something that I don't give myself enough credit for as a, as a human, you know, because yeah. I'm always a fixated. Why do you think you're better? Immediate. Well, I'm a lot more present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do you think you're better? 
I'm a lot more I'm present just curious, in, my, in my life. You're pleasant? More pleasant? Present. Oh, present, yes. In my life. Yeah. And I put a lot more um, effort, I think, into taking stock of my immediate surroundings and having some sort of a real engagement with them. Mm. And, and I say that not just as like a parent, but just as a person. When something, in the past, something might have stressed me out more than it does now, and I'm able to kind of like take a second and kind of look at it and not push it away anywhere, not kind of allow it to fester somewhere just to kind of get on with my day, but to take a second and admit like, I am really stressed out. I am really tired. Don't break this table. I am really, I am really stressed out. <laughs> Uh, and that is something that I think I was not admitting to myself in the past. And I think yeah. uh, part of my personal you know, journey over the course of this podcast and the course of being a parent more broadly has been getting closer to the center of who I actually am and how I navigate the world and how to be truer to that. You know, Something that's funny that I was telling Micah earlier also that I don't think I really realized until you kept calling me out on it a thousand times Yeah, I mean, is that I tend to say, I tend to like bristle a like little bit. You're like my apprentice and I'm the Jedi <laughs> the master. master. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you, uh, Bhagwan. Something that I don't think I realized was an issue for me until you pointed it out as something that I had mentioned a lot was that I don't like being told what meaning to derive mm, from a certain yeah. situation, right? Uh as and, as we know from the one episode that we actually had to shelve and never air because we got into such a heated debate about Oprah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was an episode where John made the mistake of saying that the meaning of life. So it was. So Oprah had said to I think, personally, and to I think John, she was quoting Maya Angelou you about this. that your legacy is every life you touch. And I said, well, that that's the that's it right there. That's the meaning, right? And and I think what you took issue with is the idea that that is true for everyone, right? Right. Um, Anyway, I cut you off. But I don't think I would have gotten to that point a few years ago. And I, and I think the fact that I'm getting hung up on that idea of yeah. meaning and about there being some sort of an objective good or bad life to live, I think is something that shows that I've grown up because I've started evaluating what a good life really looks like to me. What's funny is that it doesn't look dissimilar from that at all. Like I yeah. really believe in meaningful connections with people and I believe in like enriching this world as a whole. Uh, and of course, being you know, a present husband and present father and doing all of those things and being an artist. But I also, uh, I think that there are people out there who don't feel that way. And by taking a second and like, and, and recognizing that, recognizing the validity of that, yeah. that somebody else might have a very different way of looking at the world and their way is no more or less valid than mine has been a really effective uh, exercise for me. And especially as a parent, because when I, I, I feel like this is something that I've gotten like really, really, really better at, over, especially since Henry was born, because now I have two kids to deal with, you know, in this situation is when I start getting angry about something I'm almost always now taking a second internally to check that for a second and to and to separate myself from the anger response that I'm in the middle of yeah and to look at it for a second to like really look at it and to think because it's not like I can't get angry right I'm you feeling take out that your phone way. and you're like selfie look at yourself I'm like, like mm. <laughs> it's not like it's an invalid response it's a real feeling that I'm having. Yeah. But it doesn't have to mean that I am that feeling, right? I can separate myself from it and look at it for a second. Um, and I can, that means that even though I might not be able to get over it right away, I will come back around after that interaction with my kids and I will talk to them about it. And I will say, I'm sorry I got angrier than I should have gotten at this. I've had a hard day today and it's not your fault. What you did was still wrong and that's okay and we can talk about it. Meanwhile, they're still dumping a thing of milk still, over the thing. still spinning yeah. on the lawnmower. Ripping your hair out. But um, but I but I I want to take a second to tell you that I'm not actually that angry at you, and I'm sorry, and I was wrong, and we have gotten really good about doing that, and the kids 
love it. Mm. They love hearing that because they know that I'm fallible and that I... Because, well, here's the thing, okay? They will already know that I'm... Fa- obviously, they will know that I'm fallible. They clearly right? know you're fallible. So that's not like a surprise to them. Yeah. But the fact that I'm acknowledging it but and do that they, I'm telling them... I mean, to them, be fair... Like the whole the setup, right? The power dynamics. I mean, they kind of think you are perfect, right? I don't. Don't you remember that as a kid, thinking that your parents were pretty much like? Yeah, but I think I thought that because they never gave me any indication otherwise. Yeah, you know, right? My parents were wonderful, and I love my parents, but they they did not apologize very much for things, right? Right, right. They did not. There were many That's not times as parents a kid, did. and there were many times as a kid where I would know that my parents were wrong about something, and I would tell them that like very insistently and it would become a fight and I would know that I was right about it. And that sucks. That is yeah. a bad feeling for a kid to be in. Right. Yeah. And so many kids are like that. And my kids were like that until I started being more aware of this. Right. Because I would not want to lose an argument for some reason. Cause it would make me like a better parent, which it doesn't obviously. Right. But admitting that and owning that and talking it through with the kids, I think is a really healthy exercise because it shows them that there is a world outside of their own response to a situation as well. And that they're not the way that they feel. They're separate from the ways that they feel. Yeah. And that they can be better than just their lizard brain when something happens that stresses them out or makes them emotional. Um, and I think it's a really great thing to teach our kids. And I feel like in terms of where the f- farts fun am I right now, where the fun is that I'm right now, is uh, in a place where I'm finally in control of that element of myself. And I'm able to uh, take a step back and look at it and be a better parent as a result of it. I'm glad you've reached this stage in your life. How about you? No, I can relate to that. I think... What what feels great is, and what I'm hearing you get at, is a level of security in myself that I hadn't ever had. You know, like, I feel like there's been experiences in my life where I've been able to kind of dig into, you know, who am I and what do I want to be, right? That's like, you go through that kind of phase in college where you explore it. Um, and then for me, you know, there's cancer, so I got to bring that up. Every time. Yeah. Every time. I mean, when you have cancer, you just got to look for those opportunities to be like, I beat it. I would, I would, I would I beat use it. that too. Be like, yeah. oh, you stubbed your toe? I had cancer. <laughs> right? Congratulations. I was in a hospital. To be fair, months. stubbing your toe probably hurts more than any of the cancer treatments. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, but, but that's a moment in life where you naturally have to start to think about, like, wh- you know, what do I want to do? What, I, what I've been happy with everything up until now you know, it's that classic, like, regrets thing, um, which, I, you know, I never thought I was going to die. Thankfully, I had a treatable form of cancer, and it wasn't to that extent, but it really, um, I, I literally started blogging about, you know, where I thought I could find meaning in life, and I remember there being this decision point about whether I wanted to sort of continue on with the film and, you know, communication background, or whether I wanted to go down a path that we've both gone down uh, in terms of focusing on social justice and and, you know, for me, that became more of just a I had to like thing. It wasn't a, it didn't feel like much of a decision. It was more just that's where I found meaning, something deeper than anything I had experienced before. And so where am I going with that? I feel like the other aspect that I've appreciated with having kids is that there is less of a focus on self, like my own identity that has been kind of liberating, you know? Like, so the idea that I would be insecure about how I look or, you know, clearly it's not anymore, <laughs> that, that sort of goes away because you don't even have time for it. You don't have brain power to worry about, you know, what you look like when you go out or, you know, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But it's kind of true. Like, puke this, all over this, you this in morning, those first somebody stages. Was like, somebody was like, wow, you really got a haircut. And I was like, I got a haircut? Like, I literally didn't remember that I got a haircut. I yeah. just like, it's, you're right. Like, that, that becomes a lot less central. Yeah. And I think we talked about this in the last episode with This Is Water, too, in the, you know, what we worship in life, right? And, uh, and we started talking about empathy. And when I, when I heard us talking through that, again, because I always listen back and 
um, savor every word we say yes, afterwards. You do. Yes, you do. I was thinking that, you know, having kids sort of naturally forces you into that mode where you're thinking less of self and it's kind of pouring yourself into some other um, being, right? Because you have to. And so anyway, I feel like I, I feel lucky to be in a stage now that, uh, you know, I was thinking about where I, how I, when I asked that question, what the F am I doing? I want to think about that in the context of kids too and the kids that we're shaping. And I want them to get to that place where they feel like they can express themselves and be their fullest expression of themselves and be secure in that. Because mm-hmm. that's it's hard to work through that stuff, you know? A lot of people, like, it doesn't feel to me in my interactions with some people um, that everyone gets there. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we've, like, arrived and it's just a breeze from here. I think it's it's work. It's what I appreciate about us making the time to talk through this stuff, right? Because that's part of it, too. Yeah. Um, until you sort of examine your life and, you know, how you should be maybe walking more, not driving the damn Subaru as much, you, you don't necessarily challenge yourself. So, um, anyway, I think with having kids, it's a moment for me to think through how can I help them sort of arrive there, knowing that they got to kind of work through it, too. You can't just sort of, you know, teach security. Right. Totally. I have two comments. One is that I love that we have an emotional piano soundtrack for this. It's, it's, segment it's heartwarming. Uh, and we arranged that is before the show. That, something that you're saying that is uh, hitting me is that I feel like um, a similar thing happens when you have kids that happens when you become mindful, like what I was saying before, and that you, you're saying there's a diminishment of the self. Which I think there's like some some actually I, I would take you think I would take I I do think you're ass talking I think it's more that you have a lens to look at yourself through and to judge it more objectively. Hmm. Interesting. To me, having kids is a big opportunity for me to stop and think like, who am I and like, what do I actually stand for in my life now that I have more to live for than just my own goals or the goals of you know me and my partner? Like now there are lives that are kind of depending on us. So who who am I and who do I want to be for those other people? And the, the simple act of doing that means you have to realize who you are in a moment. And that's an important thing. Right? Yeah. To decide who you want to be, you have to take stock of who you are. And I think when I took stock of who I was artistically, this is a great example of this. I had a concert last night, and I was so happy during it. I was thinking, like, I feel like so many of my memories in my composing career are wrapped up with stress. Like, there was this sense of, like, always having to meet a deadline mm. and always having to get work and always having to prove that I could do it because that's what I do. Like, I'm the composer. I'm the musician. Like, this is what people know I'm... I got a freaking Wikipedia page. I got to do this <laughs> stuff, right? And the reality the is, Wikipedia is, like... <laughs> just for Wikipedia. But the reality is, is I was always being driven by that. I was being driven less by my expressive... Like, what I wanted to express and to put out in the world and more by just having to prove something to some buddy and i don't even know who that was because it sure wasn't me right but i hadn't really considered that until having kids and taking a step back and realizing like oh my god i just want to like i just want to write music and that simple realization artistically for me was so profound because i was able to go to this concert last night and just listen to a piece that i had written quite a while ago actually and hear it as just a work of art with no strings attached to it and realizing that I don't know, I mean, I have things that are sort of lined up that don't have due dates on them, and I'm going to just relish that because that's who I am. I yeah. am not somebody, there are people who flourish in that environment. Yeah. There are people who love working themselves crazy, meeting deadlines, improving themselves artistically. I thought you were one of those people. I thought I was one of those people too. <laughs> that's the thing, but I'm not. And just like Micah, we were talking about this last night. So I love that she's here so I can just kind of point like this constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like last night we were talking. That she was, was angry a, about that, yeah. That was, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't point it out. <laughs> um, so last night, for example, I was remarking how uh, I was nervous about the performance, not because of the music, but because I get nervous in crowds of people like being, being confident, you know? Yeah. 
And she was like, that's so funny to hear that because like, I think of you as somebody who's a very confident person with people. And the reality is, is that I'm not, but I've, I've, I'm, I've, done, I've gotten very good at pretending to be that person, mm. right? But, uh, but realizing that and realizing that I would kind of rather actually just like shut up and listen to somebody else talk or I would kind of rather somebody else introduce me to somebody else without me always being the one doing it. It's, that's profound. And I don't think I would have admitted that to myself before becoming a parent and getting a better idea of who I actually am under who I thought I was and who I was always trying to prove myself to be. So when I say who, what am I doing right now, what the flapjacks am I doing right now, what I'm doing is living closer to the center of who I actually am than yeah. ever before. Yeah. And because of that, like I sleep better, I'm healthier, I feel more mindful, I feel less stressed out, and I feel more uh, consistently energized by the world instead of like I'm trying to be somebody for the world to appreciate. Yeah. And that being a parent has given me that, I think. I've noticed your flatulence has really gone down as well. Uh-huh. No problem, yeah. So it really fixes everything. It does. So what do you think in terms of our kids, right? I mean, you've, you've expressed or I think we both have this uh, kind of journey that we've been on and how we're feeling you know, more secure in our own selves. And maybe I think something else that's come up a lot on this show is that more than anything we outright teach our kids, it's the modeling that I think informs them, who they're going to be. Like we talked about earlier, we model each other off of each other, right? Who do you want them to be? Like what do you, what do you when you think about what the F am I doing and you you're have a mind towards uh, or an eye towards their future – What's like your ideal vision for them? It sounds like ridiculous and kind of like narcissistic, but my vision for them is that they you get are to ridiculous a place, and narcissistic. I am ridiculous and narcissistic. Yeah. My vision for them is that they get to a place that's kind of like where I am finally now, which is that I don't feel like I have to prove anything, but I feel safe. Yeah. And I feel like I, I have real deep love in my life and real deep meaning in my life and that that is healthy and normal. That's what I want them. And whatever going back to the meaning thing, whatever meaning is for them, right? They yeah. don't have to be me. They don't have to be Micah. They don't have to be anything. They, it's okay if they don't want to go towards music or go towards nonprofit work or go towards any, well, whoever they end up being, I just hope that they feel safe and comforted by the knowledge that they are loved and that they are supported. To me, that would be a, a meaningful way for them to, to grow up. How about you? Where's that piano again? <laughs> yeah, I think it broke. I, I think that's about right. I, you know, I think another aspect to this that I was thinking about is uh, there's security, and then there's 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 a point at which it's it's gone too far in that you don't start to question your decisions and who you are and what you do. And I guess what I'd sum it up as is you know having some humility, right? Mm-hmm. And that to me, as I was thinking about this myself with my kids, um, you know, we're gonna want to teach them to be secure. We're gonna want to sort of praise them and you know help them be confident human beings, but I feel like there is a an extreme there where they, uh, you know, the word that millennials often get bashed for is entitlement, right? This idea that you you deserve it, right? You're you're worthy of everything, and I feel like that's something I want to keep an eye on because having a sense of humility in this world and knowing that what you just did it might have been good or fine or whatever, and someone else might be able to do it better, and that's okay. Like being okay with that because that to me, and I, I don't hear it as odd at odds with what you're describing at all because to me that's the ultimate security it's right. being able to look at someone else another parent or whatever and say oh yeah that's i should do that yeah. you know and then be okay with that even if in the moment you're like oh shit <laughs> but to ultimately be excited by yeah. it right yeah to yeah. think wow there's more in the world than just that my headspace right yeah there's other ways of doing this and i would love to explore some of those and some of them i don't want to explore because it would mean giving up something that i hold sacrosanct but even just doing that means you're taking a second and evaluating what's sacred to you, right? That's right. Who I actually am as a person, who I actually am as a parent, 
what my goals are as both of those things, and then how can I improve them like in a way that doesn't diminish anything else in my life, right? Yeah. So we got to figure it out. That's it. Yeah. We're no longer just winging it. We've we've reached we've a won? new status. No, that's not still, true. Because that's the thing. Just Even it. when you when you say all that, we're still going to go home and mess up every day, mm-hmm. flub up. And, you know, it, it's something that takes practice too, right? That's where the mindfulness comes in. So why don't we, this is getting kind of boring. So why don't we open it up for some <laughs> questions? Does that sound good? Should sure, we do that? Yeah, let's Are we do ready it. for it? Yeah. So what we're going to do now is open it up. Uh, you know, we've given you some time to think about questions. We're also, I think we are still Facebook living and we either on this Thousands subject of, of on what it. the F am I doing? Or if you've had other questions you want to ask us about, um, you know, what our morning routine is, how we look so good all the time, um, how we sound so good, you know, that's, Dulcet. that's another, what's that? Mellifluous. Yeah. I'm just giving adjectives. Big word. Yeah. Uh, so here's your opportunity. So we want to hear from you, whether you're in the room or online, um, we're going to check out the Facebook feed and I'm going to keep talking until someone asks questions. Well, and, and also I like would an say, if you also, if you guys have insights into what the fornication you're doing, I'm running out of F words <laughs> to use that are, I guess that was still not flubber. What the flubber you're doing. Yeah. If you guys have like insights into that too, also like, where are you on that journey? Like what, what is your life like when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, what's the last thing you think about? And does that give you any kind of window into where you are in your life? And this is not a parenting thing necessarily. It's just whoever you are, you know. Um, but also, if you have a parenting lens to it, it would be great to uh, to hear from you. So is the mic so live? We're auction off the first question. Uh, here it, it, it is to Finn. It's coming from here me. Here we go. Only Tool because loving you Finn. Finn called Tool. me out yes. specifically. I'm the evil. <laughs> I'm the evil Knievel dad. Evil Knievel dad. So it's it's good that you mentioned that. Does this sound okay, by the way, in the headphones? It probably sounds fine. I um, think so. Because, we can hear you. So one of my mottos that I live by is uh, that what we see depends mainly on what we look for. Mm. And you were at the farmer's market that day, and you saw a dad who ostensibly was doing better at this one thing. But really, that's what you were looking for, right? Mm. You already were worried about, uh, am I kind of green enough, or am I walking enough in this city? Am I polluting with my car too much? So yes, now that we have you both on record here, oh boy, on film, legally, on I'm going to have yes. to commit to getting exactly. rid of my SUV yeah. now. So I'm, I'm going to ask you both: What have you been feeling guilty about that you want to confront a little bit here in front of everyone, and maybe commit to like a 2020 goal? Oh, right? Man. Like wow. I've been feeling guilty about this, and I want to go on record as saying I'm going to I'm going to do something about it. Wow, that's a that's great question. Good. Damn. Did your eyes, when he said like a 2020 goal, were you like, oh, business planning? Like, <laughs> do a trends analysis. This is, all, this is up my alley. Digital. Um, I think, we're, would someone mind moving that mic a little over this way? I'm probably, probably getting a little feedback on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little bit this way, I think, because it's right next to that mic or the speaker. Put it right to the live feed. I'm just buying time right now. When they get up and talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. That's what the people want. You're going to go first, right? You've already planned this out. Oh, I'm not going first. All right, fine. The first thing that came to mind for me, it's a, it's a great question, is I feel like I'm... So I, I had this experience a few years ago where I went to Hungary with my wife and her family. And we met her family in Hungary. And I saw uh, how incredibly hospitable they were to us, family members who, in my case, certainly they'd never met me. 
Um, and to the point where they were like giving us their house and leaving so that, and they slept somewhere else, like at a vacation house or something like that. And I remember through that whole experience, um, and after I've come back, I still think about this. I feel like I could be a better sort of family person, if that makes any sense. Like I, I, I don't call my grandmother, you know what I mean? Like I just don't, that's not something I do. And I feel guilty about it. And I constantly, I don't change it. And it's something that does kind of gnaw at me. And I, and I don't stop to think through why I don't do it. I don't, like, really dig into it. I just don't do it. Um, and, there, and, and it's something that I'm very aware of because I feel like um, when I saw that culture and, you know, and that, that was particularly that family. So, like, I don't know. There's certainly people in the U.S. who are more family-oriented or, um, and hungry who aren't, I guess. Um, they are also very much not welcome to immigrants, so that's a whole other issue with Hungarian. But, but anyway, that, that leadership is bad right now. Uh, but <laughs> the family-oriented, like, hus- hospitality This live stream has nature. been banned in Hungary, by the way. They're, yeah, they're that's like, true. Yeah, that's true. The We've just it. lost yeah. all Hungarian listenership right now. Um, I feel like that's something I, I should do better at. So now I need to make a goal for it. Shit. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to call my grandmother for starters. Like That's after this, one. probably yeah. So so what's what's the goal in terms of uh, your twenty twenty kids for this? Yeah, like, like what's your what's your what's your game plan? What's your business strategy? I just I feel like we get so much into the day to day, like our own needs and wants, right? And what we want to do, and the idea, like when someone in our family, you know, maybe we have to deal with something we don't want to. We all have family members who challenge us, you know, on different things, um, and it's really hard. And so for my kids, I guess. I don't know. I think it's the modeling thing. I think it's me being better about it, and they see that, you know? So maybe they see their grand, their great-grandparents more often. Um, I don't know. And I say all this, and I'm like, you know, I, I got to figure it out clearly and challenge myself more. Thanks, Finn. <laughs> wasn't enough that you made me guilty about the SUV. Go ahead. My, mine is a little more kind of just practical and small, but it's something that I'm still struggling with a lot, which is, you know, we've tried to really redistribute <clears throat> work to make it less patriarchal in our in our house and just in our lives. Um, and one of those things has been me really trying to be more proactive about scheduling play dates and keeping on top of school communications and keeping on top of when the picture days are happening and keeping yeah. on, top, on top of, like, what are the special activities this I day? I set a gold standard for those things, by the way, so we can talk after. Do you really? I mean, I think I'm pretty good at them, yeah. Oh, well, we should, you should help <laughs> me with that. Um, so I Bethany think, would agree, I think. Yeah, she, you know, she's she like a mild degree man. She rolled her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let the record show. Yeah. I think I could be a much better... Uh, I guess, so here's the way of putting it. I, I, I am running out of space in my life to... I don't have space in my life to do that in addition to all of the other things that we do. Right. And I can't make space to do that. I used to be able to do it like when I was in my previous job... I had time, like, at lunch to do that, and now I have, like, meetings during lunch, too. Yeah. I'm like, that was my hour that I was supposed to be figuring out Or you're out talking to stuff. me instead. Or I'm talking to you in this weird podcast. Yeah. So th- I'm, I need to find a way to work into my life, a better way to stay on top of the school situation so that I can be more present in that space. And, like, for a great example of this is we set up a play date for Jude, and, uh, and I know that their parents responded, but I have not had a chance this weekend to get back to them, and I don't want to let that happen anymore. So I'm going to try to be more on top of the logistics of that, and be uh, more present in that space. All right. Micah, are you going to hold him to that? Yes. Good. But you left. <laughs> <laughs> that was like an immediate... I didn't even have to finish saying those words. <laughs> like, you bitch your ass. Yeah. And it's now recorded, so you yeah. have to do it. But not in Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, my grandmother doesn't listen to this episode, so... <laughs> uh, this podcast, so... But I'll still call her. Do it. Uh, any other... What else you guys got? Yeah, what else you got? We're just going to sit here Questions, silently. where you are in your life, 
The meaning of life. We need to know the meaning of life. From the subject of what the F am I doing? Oh my God. Yes. This is okay. bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was like an immediate. That was me opening the Facebook Live. That was haunting. It was like, yeah. It was a window to the past. That's right. We just time traveled. <laughs> Wasn't that weird? Yeah. I don't know how to read the comments without actually playing it. Can somebody who's not plugged yeah, in? I didn't have to finish saying the words. <laughs> Did we sound like that? We shouldn't listen to ourselves. Thank you. Wow, that was lovely. She's so good. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, good. I can just read these. Love it. Bravo. That's good. You Take two are one. great. That's good. It's true. I should give credit to the people who are saying it. Yeah. Jamie Pratter. Hey, Jamie. Your what's up, man? Did I say his last name right? Prater. Prater. Love it. Bravo. Colin S. Levy. You two are great. Uh, Mike McConnell, who's sitting right in front of me. If, if <laughs> Clearly moon- not paying attention. If moonlight is a reflection of sunlight, why does it not kill vampires? Oh, if moonlight oh, is wow. a reflection of sunlight. Happy Halloween, he says. Why does, thank you. Okay, if moonlight is a reflection of sunlight, why does it not kill vampires? That's a good question. Because the surface of the moon absorbs some of the ultraviolet radiation, and that's ultimately what kills them. That's science. You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, Johnny, I may have totally misinterpreted your 2020 goal, but what I took away from it was more family dinners. That's good. I like that. That's like a very practical... Who said that? Oh, I didn't say who said it. Sarah Long, my sister-in-law. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. More family dinners. You know what? That's something that I... Write write this down for us. (laughs) You're recording it. I mean, it's been... But not in Hungary. Yeah. Something that I missed about growing up was having like large family dinners. Like we'd all get together at my grandmother's house. And uh, there were a couple of things to that, which I brought up on the show, but it was like 17 years ago. So I'll get them. Part of it was that it kept me more in touch with relatives, but it also meant that I had more of like a cultural sense of where I came from because I was more consistently... Like eating, this was the Italian part of the family, so eating Italian food, talking, you know, with like my grandparents about their history and things. Uh, and our kids don't really have that because I don't think they see enough of mm. our extended family. Like we, we're very close. Yeah. And we get together once a month or once every other month. Even that's I would pretty like good. To find, right. But it's like, I would like to find a more regular mechanism for that yeah. if possible. Yeah. So that's a that's I a remember stretch, that that's for me. Goal. I mean, I, I remember still, you know, being at my great grandmother's house and I knew her up until she passed when I was like 12 or something. We were just always there. Yeah. You know, and I just feel like that has changed a lot. And like, don't get me wrong, I don't want to spend too much time with some family. Um, I hope that, yeah, I, I shouldn't say all these things while I'm recording. Um, but you know, let's be honest. Like sometimes there are friends that we want to spend more time with than our family members. Sure. Let's be real. And so anyway, I guess I'm saying challenging yourself, even when you're feeling that way, to maybe go out of your way a little bit more with family. Um, is important, maybe. We'll see. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. But again, like Sarah mentioned, like this, this also goes hand in hand with if you're think. So here's something that I'm trying to work on right yeah. now. Is Hurry up, because we got another question. If I'm thinking of a family member, this is a good question. Too. If I'm thinking of a family member, I will like call them or text them. I'm trying to get better about doing that. Yeah, right? that's good. That's that's another good practice. It's nice, thing. easy. Because for thing me, to it's do. like, oh, I should do this. I'm feeling kind of guilty about it, and then I just get distracted right. by a U2 song or something. And then, <laughs> yeah. always a U- you're like, I got a mulch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up. Hey, Liz. This is very exciting for me to see you guys live because I've only actually met one half of you in person. So That's right. This is cool well, thank to you. see. Now it's you can meet actually are, you know? my soulmate over here, my yeah. second soulmate. Yeah. Um, so First. <laughs> to kind of to represent those followers who don't have kids yet, um, I would want to know how you, like, you knew you were ready for kids, especially as guys because like, you know, I can understand from like a female point of view. But like, since you're both guys and you talk about your kids all the time, that's my question to you. That's a great mm. question. Thanks. How do you know you're ready? Put yourself back there. You were the first. You had kids before me. The first I did. child. Yeah. Yeah. The first child. The first child. Uh, 
That's a that's a really good question, Elizabeth. I haven't really thought of that before. I I think I mean for one thing, it obviously came out of conversations that that we'd been having about it. It also came from a sense of I feel like we're ready for this challenge and the not, there's there's something about when you're like thinking about having kids where you're like we know life will change like completely as a result of this experience and we know that everything that we see now will be like completely altered whether it's like transmogrified or demolished is something that you kind of find out when you get there but like everything's going to be different right like we will never take another vacation where it's just the two of us where we won't have in the back of our minds how the kids are doing everything will be kind of structured around that um, and I think we we felt like we had done a lot of great things together and felt like we were at a place where if we have kids now we'll be able to like enjoy more of our retirement years kind of traveling around and not worrying about that so that was that kind of went into it a little bit but um it was more just a sense of back to you let's get it out of the way now so we have time to travel again yeah right right get them out of the house (laughs) um it was just a sense that we were ready for the challenge and that we were aware i think of what the challenge would be yeah that was a that was a good thing that's a really good question what about you it was a good question even with that time i still don't have a good answer um, you know, for me, I was, I was with Bethany for like 50 years before we even got married. What year did you, yeah, we met, you actually like, met in like 1994 Elementary or school. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we, it was 2004. Uh, and I feel like we were both, we were both kind of old souls, put it that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. We Grandpa. Just, yeah, I, I just, I, I uh, I feel like. I just knew, I, I never really, maybe I should have thought about it more, but it just was always like part of the next chapter for me, you know, I just felt right, which isn't helpful at all for me to share, I know. Um, and then in terms of the moment, I mean, I do definitely remember thinking like, when is it right? Because I knew, I knew I wanted to have kids, I knew that was right. going to happen, but in terms of when is the right moment, um, I feel like we definitely also went through that thing where we're like, let's travel, let's do fun things, we know we're not going to have fun ever again. So let's just have like a few years where we can, you know, get some, do some of that stuff um, as individuals, right? Because even though we were together for a while, being married together and then like going on our honeymoon, like th- those are all things that um, you won't get back individually, you know, to have that. So that was definitely, I think, well, once we went through a few years of that, we were like, all right, this is feeling, this is feeling about right. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, I guess. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, Paul Wright, I want to give a what shout out to you. He's saying we need this. Uh, oh, it's in response to Cassandra who's also sitting right in front of me so I appreciate it. Clearly she not paying even, attention. Couldn't even get up to the mic and talk. <laughs> You're literally the closest person to the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, not meaningful and deep but would you please be willing to talk about the painkiller and embarrassing toilet explosions? <laughs> David the painkiller. This is obviously for you. Yeah, you've so got the, so a toilet off, explosion Paul, every other day. Question: um, You're down there on the camera. So uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to say, David the painkiller. You know, I know that uh, this has been a uh, uh, maybe not like the greatest boon to his business. The fact that I've talked about that's true you know, him so much. But, uh, but to say who he is dude. for those who don't know. Yeah, so in episode one or two or three, was it episode, I, I think it was episode one. There's no way of which w- for behind the scenes we we recorded while we were literally eating lunch and it's then disgusting, changed yeah. based on listener feedback where they're like, it's disgusting. <laughs> I can tell what kind of food you're eating. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, you do it's that? amazing based on the crunch. You can really tell. You can get pretty you specific. Can tell. Yeah. Well, it was just really or the crunchy mushiness, lettuce, you know, sorry. the moistness. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is John eating only you're applesauce for that. all the time? <laughs> Uh, but I, so we, we had it in, we had in office massages, which was like a perk of, of the workplace. Which is bizarre. And, uh, I still can't get over the fact weird. that you did it. 
You have never done... You've got to do that, man. I it mean... It's transformative. The, but in the, in the office... Oxfam people, have you guys done the massages in the office? Yes, right? Thank you. Okay, good. Thank, thank All you. right, fine. I'm just... Give the idea of shot. going into a conference room that I was just in... What, and getting Debating what we're going to do in the next like man. big initiative, and then the table's cleared out, and I'm going to lie there and have somebody massage me in that room. It's just a little weird. It's weird. There's also like aromatherapy going on, and there's like really weird new age music, and the lights are like kind of down but you're like this is still the conference room that I was in an hour yeah. ago it's a little strange uh, but very but rejuvenating did I did yeah. so David David the Painkiller which is his copyrighted name and his website davidthepainkiller.com where the fun happens TM. was actually trademark uh, was the guy who was there that year and he was never asked back <laughs> <laughs> because I think he was just too. He was. Too he wore. Much. He wore a cowboy hat too. He right? wore a large hat. It was a. It, it's becoming a cowboy hat. I think it was actually like a fishing. <laughs> it was like a Gilligan's Island fishing hat, <laughs> but with the brim down. So it was kind of a cowboy hat. And he was uh, this like he was like ex-military. He was in his like sixties. He was bulky, and he was like really into doing massages. Why did we hire David the Painkiller to give massages at like a social he had justice credentials that were organization? Impeach- unimpeachably good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, David the painkiller. <laughs> and he showed up and he was just talking nonstop. And then he saw my tattoo, which we just did a whole episode on, right? Yeah. And he was like, you know, when I was a boy, I, uh, my mother was a diviner. I was like, David, what? And he's like, my mother used to find water with a stick in the desert of Waltham. I was like, there's a desert in Waltham? He's so like, was, I mean, she would practice for the desert. Was he still rubbing your body as he said yeah, all Yeah, he was this? centrally yeah. rubbing. Or did he like pause and then st- No, he was still talking. going. He was yeah. going at it. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I'm really enjoying this session. And he's like, listen to me. My mother, she used to walk around with a stick, and she'd go, David, you come with me. We're going to talk about this. I got a story for you. When I was a girl, I used to say you could find water in the desert with a stick. My mother, she never believed me. But I knew, sure enough, you look hard, you're going to find water. I'm like, David, stop touching me. He's like, I'm going to keep going. It's like, we got a 10-minute limit. You sign up for one slot. Um, it's literally it's a 10-minute massage session, right? Which is, there's a lot of, a 10-minute massage session is an intense experience because you're like, i got to get all I can out of this. And they're like, why are you, why are you having an aneurysm? I'm like, I don't know, I'm so stressed out. So he's like oh, rubbing God. my back, essentially. Sounds terrible. Um, and, uh, and he's like, and she used to tell me, David, there's water. I was like, there's what? He's like, there's water. So, and he's like, so you got this as a divining reference, As we've correct? talked about, everything in his life led to that moment. It Meeting did, yeah. you, this and is water. Like, I never thought I'd get to a point. I was in the Marines. I served in Afghanistan. I come here and you got a this is water tattoo. It's like it's all coming full circle. Um, and I was like, it's actually just a reference to a commencement speech. And he's like, oh, get out of my studio. But I did sign up. There was an extra slot that afternoon, and I went back, and I was you like... You went back to I did it? went back, and I was like, I David, I'm ready. Yeah. And David, I, asked him ready. More about, I asked him more about the divine. I was like, so can you tell me how it worked? And he explained to me, like, you know, like, the pipes. Sometimes they'll get, like, the How naked do you have to get in these conference rooms? Completely naked. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, David, stay up on the top. Do you, just, do you go in without a shirt? Do you have, like, a towel robe No, you're not on? actually naked for this thing. You just have... You're totally... you got to do this next time. I'm, I'm not doing it. ever doing this. It's an amazing experience. So he gives you one while you're wearing a shirt. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to take weird. my shirt off in the office <laughs> other than our recording sessions. Which or the you flu know, shot well, tomorrow. Or the, for those tomorrow, of you who work I at Oxfam. I got my reminder, flu shots Get your flu shots. Anyway, David the Painkiller was an amazing uh, experience, and it was kind of the birth of the humor style that defined a lot of, especially the early episodes of the show, which is just nonsense. Yeah. So thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Um, I want to give a shout out to Abby, who's also here. Or uh, Yep, she's still back there. Good. Also clearly not paying attention, uh, but thank she you, She says, Abby. sorry, my child broke a class plate. Also, sorry, we brought our children in general. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All are welcome here. Yeah, you're flipping welcome. Yes. Uh, any other last questions? Burning, burning questions for us? 
You just want to hear us stop talking, don't you? Like, please end this recording session. I just want to say something then, if yeah, we don't have any you questions say left, something. Which is just, thank you, everybody, so much who came to this. And thank you for, like, listening and supporting. It's a really healthy thing, I think, especially for men to dialogue with one another this regularly. Just, it's something that men don't make enough space for, I think, in life. Um, and so, for me, it's been a great... I mean, there's, it's not coincidence that I've become better at being mindful and aware of myself as a result of these conversations and... Um, it, it's just amazing looking back and thinking of, of the kinds of things that I'm comfortable talking about and engaging with that uh, I think more of us could benefit from. So I would just encourage anybody here today to like talk more with each other, you know? And if it's funny and you enjoy it, record it and see if other people think it is too because that's all this thing is. So. Just pick a different genre because we don't want to have to compete yeah, with we you. We have cornered the market yeah, on this genre. Right, exactly. So you can talk about politics. I think it's true though. Just carving out that space, you know. I mean, I've really appreciated the fact that we've been able to sustain this for you know thirty years now, <laughs> um, and become life partners. I really yes, appreciate yes. it because yeah. it's important to find somebody that you feel like is you know on a similar wavelength that you can share and and maybe uh, examine your life with a little bit, and uh, and it's also flipping amazing that other people listen to it. Because honestly, we put this out there a year and a half ago, and we're like, we're going to have these conversations anyway. We're both narcissists. Let's yes. record it. Let's put it out there. What we have to say might actually be life changing, and it is. There have been moments where I, my life has been changed. <laughs> that was supposed to be a, a joke. Result. Yeah, everybody's um, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, who's this? They're talking about narcissists. Yeah, right. Um, now, there have been moments where we've had episodes, and my life has like measurably been altered by it. And and uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, and thank you guys for supporting. You're us. welcome. Uh, and having seriously, thank you. And. We also want to ask for additional support because, you know, we can't leave without doing that. So if you do like this, if you like the show, if you like this podcast, if you like the Facebook Live we're doing. Give us money. Um, we really, you know, appreciate your support. We've, I've taken out a second mortgage in my home to keep this podcast running at this point out of this. Um, not really. It's fine. It's like it's $15. Just the mulch, the mulch it's like $15 a month to run a podcast. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> um, but really, if you like the podcast... Uh, rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast thing you listen Google to. Google Play, Spotify. Yep. Share it on Facebook. Uh, what else can they do? Tell your friends about it. That's actually probably the this best. Is actually, you should just, just do that. Just one brief thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm on two, two other shows that have a much more rigorous sort of schedule than this and are much more kind of business oriented, which is, which is a great thing in itself. But part of the beauty of the show is that we've always had this understanding that like we just basically want to create a space to talk to each other. And so if, it, if the only people who listen are just friends and family, that's kind of like a fine thing, right? If we just are able to like more routinely dialogue with people that we already care about, and that's like the whole audience for this thing we're not losing out on any business market or anything. It's a good thing in itself. So like tell a friend that you care about who you think might benefit from this kind of conversation. Um, and it's okay if it doesn't get more than the 3 million listeners per episode that we have. Cause that's all we're really looking for. I mean, once we got Barack Obama, it's like, what big, else, what else do you need in life? Right. If you, once you have Barack Obama listening to your podcast and recommending it, that's it. Right. Yeah. So I think that's it. So thank you all. Thank you guys for coming to this show. Thank you. Uh, we have really enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this. Have you enjoyed this? It's been great. It's been fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Thank, thank you, guys. you. Should we like bow or something? Should we kiss? Is yeah, that what you do at the end? Now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>